0: And welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarter.
1: Hey, I'm Frank Mills. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a great show for you. What we're going to be talking about today is why it's important to eat less carbs and more protein as we age. So I'm excited to hear about that information. And also, we've got your fan questions and topics that you send in to us. And that's my favorite part of the show. So we'll be talking about that as well. All right. So let's get started. Armin, um, interesting topic. Exactly where did you come up with this one?
0: All right. Well, I've been doing a lot of research regarding insulin resistance because we've talked about it before in other shows. And so as mm-hmm. I'm listening to these different experts, because there's always, you know, some debate back and forth. uh, it, it, This, this kind of came up as I was re- listening to these different experts. And I think it just makes absolute sense to me that this is a reality. And so why do you say that? Okay, well, okay. in my opinion uh, and experience, most people, uh, and you you can see it happen, they seem to put on weight a lot easier as they get older or as they're Mm -hmm. aging. And this typically happens late 30s, early 40s, uh, because I run into it all the time as I'm talking to prospects and clients uh, about what they call unexplained weight gain. And right, in their right. mind, you know, they haven't changed anything with their schedule, their diet's all been the same, but all of a sudden now they're continuing to add more weight uh, so much per year, year after year. And that's been kind of the you know, the case that I've seen and also what I ran into just talking to people.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, so <laughs> where do you want to start eating carbohydrates?
0: <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh Okay. Okay. I mean, since I mentioned this resistance, uh, which is a big part of uh weight and body fat gain, um, I think it would make sense to start there. So
1: well, I I know we've spoken about insulin resistance in the past.
0: Um yeah. do you think we should go over that again? Yeah, just let's make sure we're kind of keeping things clear on that for people that you know if they're not up to speed on it, it just makes sense. Cause I think the more they know about that then the more they can connect with what they need to be aware of so in mm-hmm. a nutshell insulin resistance is a condition in which the body's cells become less responsive to the effects of insulin so makes sense it's pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. but you know insulin's a hormone it's produced by the pancreas so you know it plays a crucial role that insulin does in regulating your blood sugar uh, and keeping those levels uh, to manage the glucose so, it goes into the bloodstream, into the cells properly. And that way it can be used as a source of energy, or if the muscles deliver already full, it's gonna be stored as fat, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, in a normal functioning body, insulin uh, binds to specific receptor sites, and there are receptor sites in every single cell that insulin will be effective. So, it does, it does have a broad effect, okay? So, mm-hmm. when it, it gets on the surface of the cells, and it triggers a series of signals that allow glucose to enter the cells, with, you know, to get that energy in there is, if they need it. Uh, however, uh, and insulin resistance, the cells become less sensitive uh, to the action of insulin, and you know, as a result, the the body produces more insulin, and that's a big big issue, you know, to help compensate for the decreased sensitivity. So when that happens, then this is going to lead to obviously higher than normal insulin in the in the bloodstream. And and this is where the condition com- comes in called hyperinsulinemia, and so which, you know, basically when that happens, you're becoming pre-diabetic, uh, and then you'll lead to full-blown diabetes if you don't address the issue. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the the big things with insulin resistance.
1: So, um, okay i I think that was good to go over that information. But is this why people that, well. Is this why people should be cutting back on all carbs or just refined?
0: Okay. So what's going on over time is that uh, people are losing muscle mass as they age. So that's the thing that's happening here. Unless they're doing, you know, a lot of resistance training and to maintain or build muscle, then obviously you can have more carbohydrate intake or have normal carbohydrate intake and not see a lot of change. And so that's why you see people that are pretty healthy as far as lean you know, they're burning up the glucose. Um, now, if they're not burning off the glucose, then they're taking it, they're, they're gonna basically take it through the activity, they're burning it through the activity. Uh, but again, um, this means reducing carbon take either way. Uh, so the lost muscle mass is the problem, okay? Because it provides less room for the to store more carbohydrates or to store the carbs. And so we have less room to store them uh, because of that lost muscle mass. All right, so this is going to cause um, more issues for the cells um, to be able to absorb the glucose, and so it ends up putting into the uh, the fat cells for storage. So the process of muscle loss is what also slows down the overall metabolism. Okay, because you have more muscle, you have a higher metabolism because of it, and so this is going to affect the energy levels and other bodily processes. So refined carbs, okay, which the refined carbs, going to ultra refined carbs, and you have refined carbs. Okay, so the ultra refined processed carbs just make it worse because there is no fiber, there's no nutritional value, there's nothing there except it's going to be converted uh, from the insulin pretty quickly because of the way it's, it's designed. So either put it in the muscles and liver, or if they're very full because it needs to be absorbed, it tends to be absorbed a lot quicker. It's going to store it as as uh, fat.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: With that being said, even with the issue of refined, ultra refined carbs, even if you had just the regular starchy carbs like, you know, rice, potatoes, pasta, breads, etc., they still require insulin to convert it to glucose. And so it doesn't matter as well if it's refined or or, or normal carbs because your body needs to put it somewhere and it can't do it. And so the instance got to be up there to figure out how to do it. So it's, it, it's, it's a combination of both things. So you mm-hmm. didn't, but the first step would be get rid of ultra processed carbs because there's no fiber. There's, there's no, there's no energy. There's no real nutrients that come in it.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Well, to me, that all makes sense. Now, why is there a need for more protein?
0: <laughs> okay. So the, the, the part of that is as we age, all right there's some key factors contributing to the increased protein requirements um but you know and this is typically for people 40 years and and older there are there can always be exceptions but um you know some people i say well that doesn't really it doesn't really become an issue until you get really old and there which could be the definition really old could be 60 you know which i'm going to be 60 uh, Mm -hmm. and and soon but 60 and over, but it's really it starts You know the late 30s early 40s from from what i'm seeing so um you know that's that's the issue so when your muscle mass is affected okay through this aging process uh you know no matter what we do we're going to eventually start to lose some muscle size that's just how it works right and part of that is due to declining hormone levels which you know there's plenty of science that confirms that and so when that happens you know your strength's going to decline and then that's when you're more subject to long-term having to deal with this uh, sarcopenia, which is muscle wasting. So okay. you know, adequate protein intake is what's needed to combine with physical activity. This, this becomes more important, especially for older adults, so that they can preserve and build or maintain their muscle tissue. Okay, So that's why you need the more protein. Uh, you know, protein provides the necessary amino acids for muscle to, to give you protein synthesis and repair. Your body has a lot of turnover uh, daily to use the protein. Mm-hmm. So with, with this, you, you run into an issue of protein the decreased utilization of it, uh, basically because the body's efficiency to you know, use dietary protein for building and maintaining I- tissues. So it, it starts to lose that capacity. So this means older adults, you know, are going to require more just because to compensate for the decreased utilization, and just make sure they get enough of the nutritional needs. And so that's a really important element because you know if you don't get enough, it's going to continue to cause issues as far as the aging process. Now, with that being said, you have increased protein breakdown. So you know, typically older adult, older adults, uh, they're going to experience. You know, that, that phenomenon. And so that further highlights the importance of consuming sufficient protein to counterbalance the process so that you're not having the, the issue of increased protein breakdown. So higher protein intakes can help offset that. Uh, and that's just providing the, mes- the necessary amino acids uh, for the bodies to, to do protein synthesis and to minimize muscle loss. Because if you don't get enough protein, the body and the body doesn't get enough uh, carbohydrates and, pr- and fats, it's going to break down muscle to create energy, which breaks it down uh, into amino acids. So that's how you lose the muscle by not having enough of the other nutrients as well. And that's just if everything's working, working fine. So, you know, what can also happen to somebody that's older, uh, they start having their appetite is not as, as strong. And part of that just has to do with the issue that they don't, absorb their nutrients as well because their digestive system is getting older and it's it's not as robust as it was when you are younger. So when that happens, you know they're gonna have the de- 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 decrease in the appetite, but also it's gonna have a bunch of issues with breaking down the protein and absorbing it as well. And that's why we talk about you know, doing the um, digestive enzymes to help make sure that if you are having protein, especially a denser protein like red meat or pork or something like that, you know, these enzymes can help make sure it gets broken down properly and gets absorbed. So that's one of the reasons why you know we have the digestive enzymes as in a supplement as well. And then I'm kind of dragging on here, but then you have the health and recovery aspect of it. Okay. So as you get older, you know, you need additional protein to make sure that if you get injured, you get a like COVID or something, you go into hospital and you have or have a surgery, you're you're inactive. And when you're inactive, that's when you can start losing a lot of muscle loss, especially if you're not eating or you're not getting the right amount of nutrients like you need to. And this would mm-hmm. happen to a lot of people in hospitals. You know, for example, with me, I had a, you know, I had an appendectomy and because of the complications of my appendectomy and I couldn't eat, so they had to you know, just pump my stomach and give me a tube. I lost 20 pounds. Wow. And, you know, losing 20 pounds, it, it, you know, it was like 40-something. 40, 40 losing 20 pounds actually like uh you know, 52 i think it was yeah that, that that was like wow and so now i gotta put this weight back on just to get back to where i was so mm-hmm. again that's another reason why if you're not getting a part of protein and this happens uh, that that's what that's what the issue is so people just don't think about these things and who would i mean because you're not expecting them to happen but that's a you know another component to all of this. <laughs> well,
1: that was a lot of really good and detailed information in a lot of different areas Armin. so I mean you obviously know your stuff right I, I mean you're really digging into this but what's important I was to me curious, yeah. is you're <laughs> right right um, is there a maximum of carb and protein intake that is based on this
0: all right, so you're going to have some different uh, experts and opinions. So this is kind of, uh, kind of an open debate or two. But at the end of the day, uh, the different you know, experts that I've been listening to, like the, the one, they, they suggest uh, no more than 130 grams of protein, or not protein, but carbohydrates per day as the max, just on a okay. regular basis. Because what they found is if you keep your carbohydrate intake under 130 grams a day, Which you know most Americans are having three hundred or more grams per day. If you keep it under that, then you don't get the um, triglyceride buildup, and then you your triglycerides stay more stable, and then your insulin sensitivity tends to stay really consistent. So that was one statement. Again, you can take with it what you want. Um, So you know if you're younger, you can get away with more, but as you're aging, you know I wouldn't be going over one hundred thirty grams. A lot of people don't even the friend didn't even register with them, like how many that is. And it doesn't take a lot to get 130 grams of the carbohydrates. All right. Mm-hmm. So that was one. Um, you know, and again, if you eat less, which I strongly suggest you're going to put on less body fat because you know, you're being more efficient, but anyways, for that, and then when it comes to protein, you know, there's a lot of debate. So one gram, um, of high quality protein, and again, we're not talking about plant proteins. Nothing. they are talking about high quality, uh, essential amino acid type proteins like meat okay uh they're recommending one gram per pound of body weight as as a good guideline now what you see in the food pyramid and what the government recommends that's just for maintenance that's just your bare minimum which is 0.8 grams uh, per pound of body weight so Mm -hmm. that again that's just a bare minimum to be functioning so this combination should help maintain good energy levels uh, and then minimize sarcopenia to keep muscle and the bone strong enough uh, to reduce the chances of frailty, which is what it ends up happening over a long period of time, but not getting enough protein as you continue to age. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of frailty out there. People that can't hardly really move. They need to use a wheelchair. They need to use a, you know, one of the, the devices at the grocery stores that go shop, sit in the little, uh, what do you call those things, uh, little motor chairs. I can't remember yeah, what they call them. Yeah, yeah. But you're seeing a lot of that with older people because they're they're not strong enough, they don't have enough muscle to can well in their mind, anyways, to um, uh, get around. Right, right. You know, the one thing I was
1: going to ask you uh, also is when intake of protein. A, a lot of people and the stigma is out there is not to have any carbs. Like carbs are bad, just as just as bad as sugar, and, and you can't have carbs and you know, I know that we've done shows on this, but there's a lot yeah. of good carbs that you can have. It's just you're a little bit more strategic with your carb cycling program than not having yeah, any right. at all,
0: right? Well, you, you need carbs to, again, replenish the muscles and the liver, okay, for stability. But also the carbohydrates, again, which is basic vegetables, quality vegetables, and then some fruits. You get those nutrients which help the gut microbiome. So if you just have protein all the time, you're going to be missing those nutrients. And is is that super beneficial for you? So there'd be another hot debate, but I think it right. makes sense to use all, you know, real food into your nutrition program. But depending if you, if you're, if you're an athlete and you're already lean, you can just eat. Okay. Just make right. sure it's all real food if you're already lean, but most people are on a struggle bus with how to get lean and how to get rid of the body fat. So that's why I, suggest a carb cycling strategy um for those strategies because i it works well so mm-hmm. and you don't have to okay. give up a lot of foods you can you can use them
1: and that's the best part right uh you know you oh, can yeah. eat the things that you want just timing is everything right yeah. so and not have to
0: re- have to regret it and feeling bad because you ate something that you you think you shouldn't have ate i mean just have some strategy behind it yeah
1: Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're running out of time here on this segment. Any final thoughts, Armin?
0: Okay. So yeah, I would definitely, you know, take this pretty seriously because uh, you want to keep your health and physique in, in optimal levels. Getting your nutrition right. is going to help That's so much easier. It's going to help slow down aging, which you slow down aging, you slow down disease. This is going to help you in so many different ways. And so uh, pay attention to what you're doing and learn from it. And then this way, you know, if for any reason you become sick or, or have issues, uh, you're, you're going to help minimize that because you have the right amount of muscle tissue to fight it. And then you can regain that muscle tissue if, you know, if you're in the hospital or something happens to you just by, again, knowing how to eat and then get, get keep your weight training. Do some weight training. Resistance training is very beneficial. It helps you to keep your muscle tissue up. And you're going to eat your protein more, more consistently to kind of maintain it. So it, mm-hmm. it all makes good sense to me. Uh, so I recommend, yeah, at the end of the day, as we get older, watch your carbon take. Again, doesn't have to be to the to the zero or anything like that. but then make sure you're getting quality protein if you want to give a long, healthy uh, lifespan. That's just my take.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, Armin, as uh, normal, it seems to be normal now, you come up with this terrific content, detailed, uh, a, a lot of good stuff, and and hopefully everybody appreciates and enjoys what you've had to say today, because it's really important. And and you know the level of protein in your diet, man, it's critical to what you want to achieve in your fitness goals, your your health goals. Um, so there's a lot of good information, and I, I I think people will like what you had to say today.
0: I hope so, and uh, it should be a good takeaway for them.
1: Alright, stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition, and Armin and I will be right back.
0: Hey there, my name is Armin Echelbarger, and I'm the creator of the Elite Exec Method program. Are you a busy, successful executive that is looking for all-day energy and getting rid of that unwanted body fat? Do you want to get that sex drive back and feel more desirable again? If you are, then I am personally inviting you to start the Elite Exec Method program today. Go to leadexecmethod.com. Proven plan, real results. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger.
1: Hey, I'm Frank Mills. And, you know, we just talked about how important that protein is. And, yeah. you know, uh, we like the supplementation that NSP can offer you. You know, we've done shows about the beef liver the nsp aminos and and those are really two areas that could really be impact uh or impact your nutrition program your supplementation strategy help you achieve your goals and you know Armin I'm a big fan of the beef liver but you know you're a lot more knowledgeable so what do you think about the aminos and the beef liver as added supplementation for protein
0: well, that's they're, they're really convenient, especially if you're you know, needing something to kind of hold you over or you want to make sure you're getting enough protein, you can use those resources to supplement that. So if you're, you know, say you're only getting two meals in and you're training a lot and you need some additional protein, but you don't have enough time to make a meal, that would be a good, good thing to go with. Or if you're just trying to maintain a certain level of protein, then you can supplement in between meals with the amino acids. Uh, or beef liver. And they're, they're, again, it's more of a budget thing. You know, beef liver is a lot more affordable than the amino acids because of the way they're created, but they're both going to work. And so if you're looking to make sure you're getting good quality, that's a, another way to help make sure that's happening.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that's good stuff. And check out nspnutrition.com. And, you know, they've got several deals on there where you can get a good deal on being able to purchase those products. Yeah. Uh, so take advantage of that today, and I think it's a good thing. So anyway, uh, let's continue on with the fan segment of the show, and okay, we we get all kinds of different questions, but we just happen to get one that goes good with the show today. And um, oh, okay, all right, you know, so this is from Melvin. Melvin is well. Melvin doesn't say where he's from. All right. So Melvin has a question of. When you guys talked about carb cycling in one of your shows, Mm. you talked about how important protein intake is. He says, but I'm kind of confused because I'm new at this. I don't understand what carbs are good, what carbs are bad, and should I be eating just protein for four or five days and then I eat protein with vegetables or protein with pasta or protein with... So he kind of wants you to give a brief overview of what carbs should he eat um, mm, okay. that that are are good and does and or should he only eat protein on the off days?
0: Yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah, you know, okay. So the strategy behind carb cycling is to keep your carb <coughs> carbohydrates low. Now, this is if you're looking to lose body fat. So if you're wanting to lean out, then that's where the low carb strategy comes in. If you're already lean and you know, you're, you're you're having success with your current eating plan, probably not a big deal. But if you want to get leaner, uh, keep your muscle, muscle effective so you don't lose muscle, then the carb cycling is good. So you would go, and when you have carbohydrates, typically what I recommend is 30 grams or less. So the easy way to do it is just do vegetables, but they're non-starchy. So do non-starchy vegetables. So you're talking about green beans, you're talking about uh, kale, spinach, uh, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower. Again, look up non-starchy vegetables. So now what are starchy vegetables is rice, corn, peas, potatoes, those kind of things uh, because they create a lot more insulin response and you don't want that if you want to burn fat. So you can have the vegetables uh, and again, you can put butter on them, grass-fed butter preferably or olive oil, anything to get some little fats on them to help fill you up. So it's pretty easy. You just do that. You do it for a certain amount of days and it depends what your goal is, okay? So I can't get in all the details of carb cycling here, but you're gonna go low carb for a certain amount of days then you'll have a carb reload day to replenish the muscles and the lever uh, with, that's when you wanna use the starchy carbs. So that's when you'll have some potatoes and rice or whatever one of your favorite starchy carbs are or several of them, some fruits and that kind of thing. You can mix those in to get those in, those different nutrients and then help your gut microbiome. Uh, hope that makes sense.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's really good. And okay. uh, you know, we appreciate the questions. You know, that, that's why we like the segment so much. Uh, we have Leslie in Vero Beach, Florida. Uh, okay, she says, Armin, uh, I I see a lot of these commercials, shows, advertisements on to make a juice and they're throwing in fruits and vegetables and they're making all these different types of things as they sell products or even maybe recipes or things like that um is it really good to add fruits in a daily drink in your smoothie things like that um she's concerned more of the sugar intake or the actual content of the sugar. What are your thoughts, Armin? All
0: right. Again, if you're in a situation where you're trying to manage body fat levels and stay lean, I don't recommend adding fruits into that. Because, again, all you're doing, every time you add fruit and it has fructose in it, you're going to get an insulin response, and that's going to shut off any fat burning. And the other thing is when you're doing these juices – whether it's, I don't care what, however it's done, it, even if there's vegetables in it, you're taking all the fiber out. Okay. You're losing that fiber content, which, which can be helpful. And you are condensing it into the juice. So uh, you, you want to kind of do your own research on that, whether you want to do it or not. I'm not a big fan of it. So I just rather have whole food uh, and then, you know, flavor it up with, you know, oil or butter, or, you know, something, you know, something like that. Uh, but, I'm not going to probably use a juice and anything because I don't want the extra sugar. I'm older. i want to keep my insulin real manageable. So that's another thing you kind of keep in mind is your age. If you're younger and you're lean, it's probably not going to be a big deal. But if you're younger and you're trying to lose some body fat, I would absolutely not put fruits in it. I would do that as part of a, I would go through this carb cycling strategy where you'd periodically have some fruit. And I typically recommend that in the evening. That way you're burning fat throughout the day so i'm I'm hoping that doesn't confuse too much on that one
1: (laughs) no that's that's really good armin because a lot of people think well like fruits healthy these things are healthy and and we're not saying that they're not but you're right the timing is everything you really have to watch your sugar intake so yeah uh, yeah i think that's really good yeah yeah good stuff all right leslie hopefully that answers your question uh Next question is. um, Sorry, I just scrolled off of my notes here. Sorry about that. Um, Okay, it is from John. John has a question in regards to protein. Um, John really eats a lot of protein. He eats chicken, fish, uh, meat, all like that. But John's out in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So he has the avenue to eat a lot of seafood and he's a seafood guy he eats salmon scallops shrimp all types of fish he's kind of curious because a lot of people have told him you eat too much seafood is too much seafood bad for you armin
0: uh that's a good question um okay so the things you want to watch out for when you eat a lot of seafood is you you can can have heavy metals in it so it's a big type of fish it's going to store more heavy metal like mercury, something along those lines. Okay. So that's, that's something that you may want to, get. if you're eating a lot of fish, get your heavy, get a heavy metals test done and make sure that you're not overloading. Cause that's what happened to Tony Robbins. He was eating fish all day long with the salad and doing you know, his, his nutritional strategy, you know, feeling he's being very efficient. And he had just a mega amount of mercury in his system, which, was, which became toxic. And he got hospitalized over it, so just as one example. Now, the other debate on uh, seafood is uh, the you know how raise, how it could raise your cholesterol. Uh, I'm not so sure I'm sold on on that debate, but that's the other thing that people throw out there as well. It's high in cholesterol, um, but on the flip side of it, you also with especially shrimp and uh, scallops and that kind of thing, you're getting a good amount of iodine from it. So there's benefits that way too that you get from uh, having seafood. So you have, I would say that if you're eating a lot of fish and it's heavy and it's big fish and, 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 and things like that, then you may want to, depending how many years you're doing it, you may maybe a heavy metals test done. Uh, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't fear it. I would just make sure that you're not overdoing it. Uh, Cause some people, you know, they can do that. That's what happened to Tony Robbins. He, he was overdoing mm-hmm. it. And that's what, that's what he found out. And it was, it was pretty bad for him. He had to do a lot of, um, detox and get rid of those heavy metals.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, John, hopefully that helps you and answers the question. I, you know, I guess it's just like everything else, moderation, uh, you know, but, uh, we appreciate the questions. Thank you so much for all of your input and feedback for the show. Uh, we can't do it without you and, you know, Armin, our audience is very important and we appreciate everything we do or, everything that is offered to us. And man, you know, I mean, we can't do it without the audience. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, so, yeah, It's, it's yeah. great information and hopefully each person gets a takeaway and they can share with other people and, you know, benefit. Uh, again, you, you, like anything, we don't have all the answers, but we're giving you ideas and you can again do your own thing, do your own research and make your own decision but this should help with your decision making process. So that's, that's the biggest purpose. So
1: absolutely. And if you have a question, a topic for an upcoming show, or just something you'd like to share with us, please do so. The easiest way is you can scan one of the QR codes right there on the screen, or you can comment right on our YouTube channel under the episode that you watch. And lastly, you can email direct at support at nspnutrition.com and As always, we appreciate any content that is offered, because if you can share it with one person and it helps them, that's why we do what we do. Mm Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for the show today. Join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP
0: Nutrition Show.